Welcome to the Alien Probe Podcast. Today we'll be studying the report on unidentified flying objects, chapter 14 of Edward Ruppelt's book, or Roop, as I discovered his nickname was today. Joining us today, joining me today, uh, me and my alternate personalities, um, Dr. Bill. How's it going? World traveler, Dr. Bill, by the way. Yes, world traveler. Your alternate, <laughs> your alternate egos. All of my alternate personalities are here with me. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> oh, let's get rid of this. No, no worries. Everything's fine, everyone. Yeah. And I've been gone for 10 days and I've forgotten how to use my computer. Hang on. That should be okay. Yeah. It looks like everything is going. All right. Everything running properly. Yeah. We'll see. We'll find out if, we got, if magic will happen or it will explode. <laughs> Or if we get the last, or if we could go like the last time we did this. Oh yeah, when uh, you know everything imploded, but uh, you know we were able to. Th- T- totally. Uh, well, you weren't you weren't here last week for no, the. No, no, no. I was there t- two weeks ago. Um, your computer imploded. Yep, uh, mine, mine, mine. And then it t- <laughs> took a long time, but I I can. Uh, it took a long time to get it restarted, and then, we, but it was fine. It worked. We were good. It seemed to thread together pretty well. Mm. For those out there that listened to uh, chapter thirteen, it was uh, well. Actually, that was twelve. We're on fourteen now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so how how two, episode fourteen? So how is the uh, how'd last week go? I listened to it a little bit. I didn't listen to the whole show. Last week was good. Deb and I um, did weird laws of and weird things from around the world that um countries do to discipline their keep their keep their citizens in line sort of <laughs> yes. it's funny because they're not old they're not outdated well they're outdated but they're not um they're outdated but they're they're still in effect <laughs> yeah okay well i mean you can you can oh, they're really weird we, there's always laws like that i'm sure that we have many many of them such as uh, yeah. mar- marijuana laws, which are, you know, what's going on with that? Well, what do you what do you think about the marijuana laws? Do you well, think I don't care. It's not legal. It's not legal in um, Florida, uh, right? Uh, medical marijuana. So you got to go. Mean, you got to. Well, medical- here you walk. Yeah, but here you walk in like you're going to the drugstore. Well, not even drugstore. You go to like convenience store, and you go in and you can buy it. Well, I mean, you don't need anything. Well, here it's like you know, you just get a medical card. I mean, I don't know how it works. It's like like. Uh-oh. Oh, no, the cat's out. Yeah, he's been a major baby cat when I've been gone. He's, like, been a pest all this morning because I was like, you've been gone for a week, so you have to pet me until you, I tell you to stop. That's right. Continue yeah. to pet me. They're so demanding. <laughs> yes. All animals. All pets are. Yes. Pet me until I tell you to stop. And now, he's, <laughs> oh, oh. Well, now he's bringing a toy. Oh, my God. Yeah. You better play with the cat, Bill. I'm gonna put him out. Oh, he's such a pest. Hey, uh, entertain people. I'll be. I gotta put him in the. Okay. Shut the door. Hang on. So today uh, we're talking about uh, chapter four. <laughs> Bill in the background with his <laughs> corralling the cat and uh, keep, keeping it under control. So we're uh, discussing chapter fourteen called digesting the data with uh, Ed Ruppelt. So we're, uh, as he continues his escapades into uh, Project Blue Book land and uh, doing his investigations and leading us down, what, how many think it would be called a rabbit hole? Um, I'm back. You're back? How'd it go with the cat? Uh, He's looking at me through the door and upset do you only have one cat got two one of them's very nice and this one's very demanding so yeah he's, he's, so, he's like you've been pet me pet me oh i demand that you pet me so anyway well, uh, before we get started hey yep, yep. i got i got three more books i got i got three more books oh should i take notes um, i don't have a notepad I'm no a... you shouldn't take notes all right but, um what do you got what you get secrets of the unified field 
And I'm not sure. Did you ask me to get that? No. I don't know if it just popped up. I don't this one's about the Phil. I know you. I know you're aware of the Philadelphia experiment. Oh, um, yeah, I got that. Uh, I got that. You book. have this one? Uh, no, I don't have that one. But I got uh, where is and the it? Nazi Bell. Uh, that one. The Nazi Bell one I read. I read a long time ago. Is that the one about the uh, that the book that you got now is about the Nazi Bell? Yeah, it is the Bell, and then yeah, you know, well, I, it's about um, the unified field where you know they can move yeah, objects I, through space and time. I read that. Uh, I actually read that recently. I think I read that about five years ago, uh, just for general interest. What else did your, you get? Your memory is a lot better than mine. If you well, remember you know, many yeah. things from five years ago. <laughs> um, the who, who Roswell incident, which was, I think, a request by you for me to get. Yes, I got I that. I, I actually just I read that while I was on my trip. How was that? It's not bad. It's a quick, fairly quick read, and uh, based on everything else that we've been looking at, and sort of you'll. I kept finding myself reading it and going, oh. Interesting. One of the things that I got out of it, do you know there was two crash sites? Um, I think so. Yeah. Well, new, both in New Mexico, or was yeah, it yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't know that. It's like there was a debris site, and then there supposedly there was a site where the saucer actually landed. Well, it skipped. Is yeah, it, that's that's what it was. Real close. I, I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I'd have to look at the book in some detail, but I just I was that's something I got out of it. Generally, I think it was a good sort of introduction to the Roswell thing. And of course, um, you know, I have that other book, which is Witness, Witness to Roswell, which is a newer book that's supposed to like summarize all the stuff subsequently from that book from 1980 to whenever this was published in the 90s. And then I also got the Philadelphia Experiment by... Um, also by Moore, who wrote the Roswell incident. I just started reading that. I think I've read it. Is um, this the actual book, like that the movie was made from, or I don't is know. this a factual? Is this more of a factual? This is a this like is a documentary type thing. the The Philadelphia Experiment is equivalent type of book to the Roswell incident that Moore wrote. So it's they're oh, okay. they're trying to research and document what happened and talk to witnesses. It's the same thing. Yeah, I just started reading, looking at it this morning, and I put it down because it was, you know. It's Are we thinking that the Eldridge actually disappeared and went to a different? I don't time know. In the I future? don't know. I think it's. Um, I I think it's supposedly the Eldridge being a naval air naval uh, navy destroyer uh, escort. Uh, yeah, supposedly smaller. it's theoretically possible. Is is one of the things, and it's it's. I think it's something they talk about. They have. I was flipping through the book, and it has a picture of Einstein with some Navy officers. So it's it's theoretically, supposedly, it's possible that you can make something invisible. So I mean, well, that, that wasn't what they were going for. I mean, we can talk about it was. This, well, the book, the but... book that was an inv supposed to be an invisibility experiment, and the ship. What they're saying apparently is the ship went invisible. But it also teleported to Northfork, Virginia, and then came back. And that's like in the movie, I think. Yeah. Oh, the movie was a time trial. I loved the movie when it came out. It's the great. movie was awesome. I think it's yeah. dated now. I think I tried to watch it again. I'll try again. Sometimes it just depends on your mood, whether or not a movie appears yeah, too, too dated. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But it's, what they were trying to do was make it stealth, I mean, like, like we have now where you can't see the... Uh, ship on yeah. radar, yeah. not necessarily to make. I don't know if they were going for actual invisibility on purpose, but I think they—that's what they made it invisible to radar, and they actually made it invisible. But then they also made it. Move, I mean, we don't need to go through the whole. I mean, this will yeah. be a subject for a future. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah episode. Definitely. But it they it actually tell it actually became invisible, teleported to the future, and then back. And but people were like embedded in this ship because it was semi-solid as it did it's yeah. uh, i don't know if that really happened but it, that's a that's a it, that sort of became like a a movie trope too with teleportation and stuff yeah. people getting embedded and stuff but yeah it's uh yeah i want to come back to that i'm pretty sure i read this book in the 1980s so um and and i love wow. yeah yeah 
and um, we'll come back to it. We'll come back to it. I'm not sure it's the same one I read, but it's uh, it. We'll we'll know. I, I won't be able to tell till I've read it, and I'll go. Oh yeah, I did read this. This is going to take a little bit. It's been a long time. And so, the um, the last book I got well this week, yeah. um, uninvited guests. It's oh about, oh yeah yeah I got that right here. That's, a, that's another one that uh, we're going to be going over. Yeah, this one. This to be, I want us to still be rather than a book review. Yeah, we'll discuss if <laughs> yeah <laughs> what, what's going on, but what is going on? Is there anything new? I did watch uh, the Von Daniken uh, clip or piece oh yeah, said, the yeah. piece he sent me about Russian um, Soviet, well Russian, um, the Ro- Russian Roswell. Roswell. But yeah, that was like five minutes of that, and and so we should. You mentioned it on your. I caught your sh- few minutes of your show from last week, and you you mentioned I was trying to get in touch with von daniken he <laughs> did didn't well he didn't he didn't respond i didn't try it probably as hard as i could there was a couple there was another email another phone number i could have tried a little harder but you know um i did send an, well you know I, I sent an email when i was there i threw you know a bunch of cred credentials at him you know yeah and, but i have a feeling it's more of a generic uh, email address and it, they might not see it for a while and I, you know, I just, it wasn't planned very well. And I wasn't sure that I was going to be able to make it to Switzerland because of the COVID thing with things changing and different stuff. How did, how did that go? Did you have any hiccups? or did No, you along? nobody asked me for my vaccination status, which I was really shocked at. And, um, uh, was nothing. I flew into Amsterdam, uh, Amsterdam. They just said, where are you going? I said, I'm going to Switzerland. How long am I going to be there? And I said, I'm going to be there a week. And they said, they stamped my passport. And I was on my way, caught my flight to Switzerland on, uh, I want to say MLK, KLM, KLM Airlines. MLK. MLK Airlines. It's KLM, KLM Airlines. KLM. Oh, and this was great. I'm on the plane and uh, we're sitting at the gate and the pilot comes out and it's a uh, uh, nor country is it amsterdam is um i can't i'm terrible i'm a terrible sweet no no it's i want to say i want to say norwegian it's norwegian Norwegian. so the pilot comes out and he he well first they say you can't take uh videos or pictures of the crew or the passengers because of privacy laws and then uh the pilot comes out and he said that yeah, you can't take any so up front. Weird. Up front, yeah. I guess it's in the EU. This privacy laws. You cannot take pictures of passengers or crew on an aircraft without permission. So you can take pictures, wow. but you have to ask permission first. So then the pilot comes out, and he makes this very sincere apology for like five minutes that the plane is going to be ten minutes late into Zurich. Wow. I mean, it, this, this guy just went and I, Yeah, and I'm sitting here going, God, and he just they just said we can't record it, and I would love to record this. I mean, the guy, I mean, yeah. very sincere, and I was worried about the guy after he got done apologizing. It's like, buddy, buddy, are you okay? Are you going to be okay? It's okay. Wow. It's only 10 minutes. It's all, But it was so sincere, and the guy was just like, so, so oh, I'm so sorry. We're going to be 10 minutes late. Like, 10 minutes? Dude, yeah, I've sat. Nothing. I've sat on an air airplane in the airport with a kid getting sick for uh, like two hours once. And yeah, yeah, that midway airport. Oh my god. So yeah, no, it was a good trip. Um, Von Daniken, Eric, Eric, if you, Eric, if Eric. you, Eric, if you, if you hear me, check your email. <laughs> I'm sure he's listening. Yes, check, check, check. We're bleeding with you. We need to talk to you. Eric. Check, check your Eric email. To the gods. Check your Those email. Those of you out there that don't know who Eric Von Daniken is, yeah. and all of you should if you're listening to this. Oh, this is it's this chariots of the gods. Oh, this series. Is, this is books. funny. Oh, this is great because when I'm there, so my host is a. I was staying with a friend that I knew from grad school, and I will call her Doctor Annette. And she was, uh, she's like, oh, I know who he was. And I said, well, I'm, I'm going to email him and I'm going to try and get a, a uh, I want to interview him. And she's like, I want to be on in on this. <laughs> she's like, I, I want to I go too. So then she would like ask, yep. so she would ask her kids and they're like, oh, you don't know who this is. 
And then, yeah. uh, so it's like, it's, yeah, it's a generational thing. It's like the younger, the, yeah. and these kids are in their 20s. They don't know. They don't know this. I mean, but, you know, we grew up with this stuff. Yeah. So she remembers it from when she grew up there because he's Swiss. So anyway, um, no Van Daniken interview, which is sad, but who knows? May happen in the future. He's 86. Um, next That's time. Yeah, next time if I get to go uh, to Switzerland again, what I'll do is I'll try to do a, you know earlier contact. But the tr- I didn't know what the travel situation was going to be like. It's harder to come back than to go. So, what was your first science fiction? Not science fiction. Your first UFO style book that you read? Do you remember? Um, was it Chariots of the Gods, or was there? No, who knows if there was no. It would be. I I I can't get up and look at the bookshelf because I don't think I, I think it's. Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's the UFO stuff. Would be fr- the old Frank Edwards books, Stranger Than Fiction, Stranger. Yeah, Than, yeah. And those I think were. Um, I they were at my grandparents house and they just had this bookshelf they didn't have a lot of books but they had a bookshelf with some of these books and i think my i borrowed them and just kept them from my grandparents like one of them or two of them and then there was a book that uh i still have that i bought when we were in grade school at uh redwood right um that i think talks about that i can't get up and grab it but it's uh it was through the scholastic book service and uh oh yeah where we get to buy books yeah they give you that that list of books oh i love that yeah those are and i would always pick the weird strangers those types of books if i if they had them yeah well i got on on the list i got a weird one and it uh if i can grab it i got a weird one and nobody could knew what it was and uh, people saw it once i bought it yeah i I think you were there and most uh, likely and then the uh, yeah and then the uh (laughs) People are like, how did you know to pick it out? And I just sort of like picked it because it had a weird cover. Let me see if I can grab it. I'm here. I'm there you're there. I'm here. I got you're in the library. You're well, there in the library. The library is next to the desk, but i got to stand up and look. Hang on. Oh. <laughs> so here we are with the book review portion yeah, of the yeah, Alien Pro podcast. We're, we're, all <laughs> about, we're all about the books now. Well, you know, I think it's important that everybody knows where the, the history of you know, not the history, but you know, some of the books that affected our what we're doing today. Um, oh, I'll, yeah. and I'll throw I'll throw this out there while you're doing that. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah, one of the first ones I read was uh, called The Hollow Earth. I don't know if you even read that one. Um, uh, and it was the I don't theory. Think so. It was the theory that I don't know how I came across that one. It wasn't the Scholastic book, but it. States that the um, in the North and the South Pole, and there's this is something that's also recently discussed um, that the UFOs come out of their Earth, that the Earth is hollow, and that they're coming out in the North and the South Pole. Now, with global warming and all the glaciers falling into the ocean today, I don't know if it's going to uh, expose any of the entrances to. But they said that, you know, and, and I've read recently that, you know, Richard Bird was up, um, I don't know, remember where, with Antarctic or where did he go? I think it was North Pole. Um, and he discovered that there was some uh, warm water plants and things um, coming out of, uh, you know, these entrances. And I don't know exactly what, you know, there's been many things like they say that the uh, Nazis were trying to make bases up there or did. Did you, have, and, you, uh, have you seen the movie Iron Sky? No. Uh, I, seen I that. think it was on Netflix or Prime, but it's basically, it's the Nazis on the dark side of the moon and secret world under uh, antarctica it's a little uh, hokey but it's yeah. it's 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 uh, like yeah. independent filmmakers made it or something like that it's not bad so if you um, it was what on a great premise yeah it was on uh, uh i think Pr- amazon prime which i'm sure you have everybody has amazon prime now that's right uh it was on I amazon prime you can just go in there and and watch it um iron sky I'll, I'll yeah 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 
Well, I pulled down. So uh, one of the books that I I'd gotten, I got rid of because it was like, oh, I don't, sorry, I don't need this anymore. But uh, the books that influenced me was strangely enough by C. B. Colby. Oh yeah. That was a series also, right? I don't know. Straight. I mean, I, yeah, I think it was also a series. This is uh, abridged, and it's got a weird cover. It's like a weird, uh, I don't know, lunar landscape with like a um, thing with a giant eye on it. It's got a bizarre yeah, cover. Yeah, one. Yeah, I had that one too, I think. So it's got a bunch of stuff that. in it. <laughs> Doesn't have yeah. Like, it's got shorts. It's got shorts. Is that really the short, short really short stuff. Yeah, like, like one or two pages. Great for a kid. Yeah, I was gonna say, is that the one with the eye on the cover? I yeah, 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 yeah. But I don't see any UFO stuff. There might be one. And then the other ones, which I just pulled down, is Stranger Than Science by uh, Frank Off Edwards, author of Flying Saucer Serious Business, which I haven't read. Um, yeah, and this has. The same thing. It's all sorts of... God, these things are so cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> Ooh, I think I caught COVID when I was in Europe. Um, yeah, this is a bunch of stuff. I'm not seeing a lot of UFO stuff. Nothing, no UFO. And then the other one was... These two I got. This one I know I got from my grandparents, uh, which is Strangest of All by uh, Frank Edwards. Why did your grandparents have this? Um, did, did your grandfather my, see an interest? No, my grand my grandmother had some science fiction books and then a, like a few of these things. Uh, I had a I actually got a first edition Heinlein Farmer in the Sky from her that was pretty beat to crap, and I just I just sold it on eBay for like a hundred bucks. No way. Yeah, it was. I was. I was. I was cleaning. I was cleaning books out, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna just let it. And I did an auction. I go, I'm just gonna clean it, get rid of this. I've read it. It's beat up. Um, it was a first, and somebody somebody gave me like a hundred bucks for it. Wow. Uh yeah. I, that's what I said. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's pretty incredible. Crap. Yeah. A hundred bucks. Yeah, I'd have to go back. It, it might have been less. It might have been fifty bucks or seventy. I don't remember. But it was more money than I thought it I would get. So anyway, yeah, that got me into those books. Got me into the sort of thinking about weird and strange things. Uh, UFO, I don't know. Um, it's hard. To, yeah, I mean, hard to yeah, say. UFO. Was, uh, well, I mean, seriously though, Chariots of the Gods was the first one that I that I actually Montanica did a good job because he. He roped me in, and that's probably his fault that I'm involved in this to the extent that I am today. That might be true. Yeah, that yeah. might be true for me, but then I I have a, a massive science education, which sort of erased yeah, yeah. all that, erased all that curiosity. <laughs> yeah, all the fun stuff is gone. Yeah, it's gone <laughs> until uh, until like January. I go, okay, my friend Doug is doing a doing a <laughs> podcast. Like, I think I'll take a look. Crap. I think I'll take a look I, I, at an old book and see what I think. And then it's like, holy, holy crap, crap. This, <laughs> this stuff is pretty good. There's something here. So, although, you know, as we, as we move into chapter 14 of uh, Ed Repelt's book, digest, he, you know, it's more, yeah, it was more, I'm hoping the last three chapters, <laughs> you've read through the whole thing. Are we getting... Are we going to get any epiphanies of uh, um, in the end? That's I'm not sure. Really shake the world. Oh, the radiation this. story is is uh, the next chapter. Radiation that's story the next one. is interesting. I, and um, hierarchy ponders. I don't know what's going on with that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hierarchy ponders. Yeah. It'll be the Robertson panel. That'll be interesting. Heineck was there and some other big wigs. Um. Where we go from there? What are UFOs? This is a 17, and I guess that's his speculation. But the last three, uh, like I said, are the um, the walk back. And I even saw that with uh, Louis Elizondo's UFO series that was on whatever. I watched them all. The second season, the last two or three episodes, they did the walk back, the UFO walk back. Right. Which is, oh, you know what? Uh, so they... they do all this speculation, and then the second season, the last two seasons, they this guy comes out and says, "Well, you know, 
a lot of the weird stuff that they were seeing on the radar was just radar spoofing from uh, countermeasures. And it's really? like, and every, yeah, it's the last two episodes. And so it's like, it was the walk back and I'm not sure why they did that. So it was like that other show, the JJ uh, Abrams UFO one where they right. threw, threw in the, uh, the third episode was the different, uh, the um, mis- dis- disinformation episode where they sort right. of throw that out where it's to hide the secret, secret, super secret projects. Well, you know, and the super secret, super secret projects in the eighties was the stealth thing. But like I said, it's like, I, I don't know who didn't know about the stealth program. Yeah. It wasn't mean, that secret. No, everybody knew about it. They just didn't know what the plane looked like. So yeah. I don't know. There's some crazy weird stuff and, you know, UFO sort of UFO stuff is, uh, I don't know. People, people, you know, it's hard to sort out the facts from the, uh, you know, people trying to make a buck. So yeah, it's it, and now things aren't really so super secret. It seems I, I I saw something on YouTube this week that I, was really fascinating. Maybe it wasn't that interesting, but it did to me. I mean, there was a drone, a refueling drone. I don't know if you saw it, it uh, that we've developed. Oh yeah, it's a drone. Big yeah. drone that was refueling a Raptor on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, I was fascinated by that. I, I mean, have it's a pilotless plane. I mean, yeah. maybe there's a pilot in there just kind of, but um, you know, it's full of fuel. Yeah, and um, they were refueling this Raptor. They did a bunch, and then they explained exactly. And they did a bunch of dry runs, you know, where they didn't really put fuel in, and then they all and they um, went in and, and fueled this thing. I mean, it was. Today, we're doing much, you know, we want, we, it's like, we don't want to risk the lives of, or, or, you know, it's like, oh, we don't want pilots and things. Yeah. We well, got a whole crew. well, and they do in the it, drone, the drone stuff, like they just in Kabul where they're like blowing up um, civilians. <laughs> well, they just did. Today? Like, oh, this was like last week or something. Before I left, they blew up, you know, a bunch of civilians for fun, I guess. What's going to happen in Afghanistan, Bill? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Well, was it the um, same thing that was happening between the Soviets and then us no, later? Yeah. No, I mean, I, and, no, and, I, I, I hope and we're... Then, I, and, and then accomplishing nothing or yeah. things that we don't know of. Yeah. I, um, well, they're going to have to sort their own mess out. I don't know. I, I, I've come to the total conclusion that uh, our leaders are um, very, very stupid people. Uh, and it, it yeah. and you're seeing that demonstrated over and over and over. They're ignorant. They're stupid. I mean, they all come from these top schools, but they obviously don't have any education or any sort of sense or feeling or whatever. I mean, it's just it's just a to- they're total disconnected from reality. And I don't know what what's going to happen. I mean, they they're clueless. They're just absolutely clueless. Um. So all right, let's let's uh, so should we talk about uh, fireball that I saw in Switzerland. Yeah, let's talk about the fun. Now that was fascinating. Oh yeah, that was wild. So I'm in Switzerland. I'm at my friend's house, and um, the sun was setting. And uh, Doctor Annette's house is uh, oh, it's on Lake Zurich. So Lake Zurich, um, the hills around Lake Zurich form a nice slope. So basically, every house has a view of the lake, right? That's so, awesome. I saw that picture. That is awesome view. Yeah, but I mean that that view. It's like every house up and down Lake Zurich has has a great view. I mean, it's like you couldn't design it better if you did it on purpose. So we're sitting um, um, sitting on her porch, little deck porch, and the sun was going down. It's like you had dinner and um, just sitting down. You're having a cup of coffee or something, and, and I'm looking at the lake, and there's this ferry boat. So Lake Zurich has a ferry service which runs down the lake and then up the lake, so a commuter ferry service. And then it also has, um, just south of, of where she lives, there's uh, ferry boats that go, car ferries that go back and forth, because there isn't a bridge and the ferry ride is 10 minutes. So just the lake is sort of oblong, so it makes sense to have a ferry thing in the middle just to get people to you know get across so you don't have to drive around for 35 minutes. Yeah. And um, 
Does it carry cars? Is it one? Yeah, of yeah. They have two car people? ferries, and then they—that's the car ferries, which just go back and forth, and then they have the commuter ferries, which go, you know, down and make a bunch of stops one side of the lake, and then go up and make a bunch of stops on the other side of the lake. So, um, sitting up there looking at the lake, and there's this ferry boat just stopped in the middle of the lake, and the lake—I mean, this is probably. I don't know. I should should have measured the distance. I'm going to say it's uh, three to five miles away. And so we're sitting up there, and this ferry boat is stopped. And I'm looking at it, and I go, why is that ferry boat just sitting there? Is this during the night? This is just at sunset. This is at sunset. Okay. And then then I noticed there was smoke coming off the, the back of the ferry boat. No. Yeah. And I'm going, I go, I think that's, I, and I'm, I go to her, I, go, I think the ferry boat's on fire. <laughs> so, so, so I run down and I, I have my, my, my binoculars, which I now carry my UFO binoculars, which I now carry wherever I go. And Very nice. uh, yes, excellent. And so, uh, we're watching. So I got my binoculars looking at the boat and on the front of the ferry boat, it's like, there's a 50 or a hundred people or something in life jackets. Oh, Oh, nice. Yeah, and I'm going, I go, I think there's a ferry disaster occurring on the lake. <laughs> and then this other ferry ferry boat is coming up, and I go, oh, and then there was these, like, these little police boats all around it. Like four or five police boats showed up, and there's a helicopter out there sort of, you know, going around. And then this other ferry boat comes up, and I go, I think that's the, the rescue boat to get the uh, passengers off. And the rescue boat pull finally pull, slowly pulls up and finally finally uh, docks, and then they take forever to offload the passengers. And I'm sitting there, <clears throat> I'm sitting there going, "This thing's going to explode." I mean, we're yeah. gonna, we're, we're going <laughs> to watch. Disaster. Yeah, I go. It's like we're going to watch every. We're, this is going to. We're going to watch everybody die here. Uh, as it turns out, it wasn't a real disaster. It was a ferry boat disaster drill. Oh, which is why they're how, un- hmm? how unfun is that? Well, I found out <laughs> we, we found out the next morning that it was a, a, a drill, but it was going so slow. We're going, this is weird. Why are they going so slow? But then they had the, one of the car ferries. So they offloaded, took a long time and finally offloaded everybody onto the rescue ferry. And that casually went off. And then a car ferry comes out and the car ferry's got ambulances and fire trucks and firemen. It's like packed with with all this stuff. Wow. And the car ferry just comes up and sort of like, sort of comes close and so does like a semi dock on the uh, the you know boat that was in trouble, and then that was the drill was over. But meanwhile, uh, we're sitting there, and there was a fireball, and this was uh, shortly after after sunset, and I just happened to look up and catch it, and it looked like. Uh, an ice cream, you know, ice cream cone with the pointy cones or snow cone with the yeah. pointy cones on its side. And I just saw it for maybe a second or less. And it was, I was bright orange, bright white to bright orange to the tail. And the tail was about the same length as the, the head, the circular head. And then it flared out. It formed like a, a half umbrella and just flared out. And then it had a couple little things, streaks on the side. So I asked, um, I asked Dr. Annette what she saw, and she said, um, she goes, I thought it was a firework because it was green. And she saw it just before I did it. I saw it had like a little tail, and she said that she saw a streak tail on it that was 10 times its length, which I didn't see. And she said it had a green hue to it when she first saw it. And she, she like she said, she she thought it was a firework, and then it just saw that. So... Uh, it was just a fascinating thing. It makes me, you know, those uh, UFO reporting forms. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Did you have your form with you? No, no. I'm gonna actually. <laughs> I'm gonna put them on my iPad. I'm actually gonna put them. I have my iPad. I'm gonna put them on my iPad, and it's like I see something like this. But it was interesting because we were talking about the the sizing. So we did the. So we stood side by side, and we held our hands out, and I said, "Well, how big was it compared to the, your fingertips?" So. I said it was probably about the size of my fingertip, and she says it was about half a fingernail. So size. Oh, really? Yeah. So it wasn't very big. It happened just for a second, a second or less. She saw it more than I did. It was not quite parallel to the ground. I think it was probably just space degree. 
uh, debris. Right. But yeah. the uh, the color was was uh, she saw she said she saw green, and so we uh, we couldn't figure that out. I saw uh, whitish to orange, but then I caught it just at the end. So she had quicker eyes than me. But anyway, that was fun. Um, so I saw a fireball. That's awesome. Yeah, it's like something That's out of awesome. out of these old reports we were looking at. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking, you know, they track all the space debris. I bet you if you go in there, you might be able to find a, I'm not going to do it, but you could probably find a report about it. But um, yeah, came in, burnt up, flared out. Awesome. And you. Pretty amazing. And this is a hugely populated area. So I'm like, um, I wonder how many people saw it probably for a second. Probably not a lot. Well, you have to be out there and looking. In the right place, in the right direction, at the right time. Yeah. Um and we were sort of queued up because we'd been watching this, what we thought was a ferry boat disaster for like the last hour. So we were really queued up for, um, you know, watching stuff. So when this happened, it was like, you know, caught it right away. Anyway, fun stuff. Uh, yeah, I was going to going to work one morning. I used to have this crappy job where I had to be there at 3.30 in the morning. Ugh. And uh, yeah, <laughs> my neighbor, I have an old neighbor, he's an old Navy guy, you know, he goes, oh, what time you got to be at work? I go, ah, you know. 3.30? He goes, that's not morning. That's the middle of the night. <laughs> I go, yeah, it is. it is the middle of the night. Uh, I hated hearing that alarm go off at 3 o'clock. Uh, I was jumping my clothes. and go. Luckily, I was only like 10 minutes from work. But I was driving down. Um, we had this Bass Lake Road that went directly to the, the store I was working at. Uh-huh. And a flash lighted up the whole sky. Scared the hell out of me. I don't know what. It's probably, I don't know. Yeah, I mean the yeah. whole sky. Oh, and it's obviously a meteor. Not a, it a, could be space meteorite or, I, or space, space debris. debris. I think that what what we saw was space debris. I think it was yeah. just some piece of junk coming in, uh, burnt and flared. You probably saw something. Well, a lot of some, something yeah, similar. Back in the day, people would report this. Back in the fifties, might report that as a UFO because they. But what you saw, what I saw, just a flash. But what you saw, um, well, in the fifties, everyone they, was keyed up and about uh, yeah. nu- nuclear war. A flash would have been, you know, a lot of yeah, people, that would have been scary. A lot and of that, it looked like it looked like that. I mean, it was bad. It was crazy. Yeah, that's and that's, um, that's, yeah, and, but you know, again, three thirty in the morning, and I then I went on the internet and things, and there was nothing. Yeah, nobody. Yeah, <laughs> I apparently was the only one that saw that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But or cared to even or say stated publicly. <laughs> yeah, but it, it was interesting to say the least. Yeah, it's uh, hey, cool stuff. Hey, there was one some something that did come out, and uh, I saw that Elizondo did something with a guy talking about this, and then uh, Chris Leho talked about this too. I oh, Chris Leho was talking about Elizondo talking about this, and in the um. Department of, uh, in the new Department of, uh, in the new U.S. War Department budget, Section 1652 is the establishment of office to address uh, UFOs or unidentified aerial phenomena. The UAPs, yes. Yeah, Yeah, did you see that? No, but I can imagine that this is something after the, the last lack of any information that this is probably the next phase I'm yeah this is this is the next next step so it's now an official um uh office to address ufos at the um pentagon no late set it up no later than eight hundred eighty days uh the uh, the date of the enactment of this act the secretary of war in coordination with the director of national intelligence shall establish an office within the office of the secretary of war to carry out on a department-wide basis the mission currently performed by the UFO Task Force or the UAP Task Force as of the date of the enactment of this act. So it's not a ta- is ATIC still around or is that uh this is I acronym? guess I think it is but there it says here Short this is supposed else. this is supposed to take over the currently performed by UAPTF or, no. So I don't know if that's ATIC. So the uh, uh, they will develop procedures to synchronize and standard standardize. The, I just printed out the uh, two pages from the the uh, War Department's uh, budget uh, 
proposed budget coming up or whatever the act the so they're do they're studying then also you've got your, your galileo project yeah. Gal- galileo we have to mention galileo is there galileo. anything new on galileo no nah. they're just putting together they're just kind of in the fledgling early stages of putting together their technology and things yep. right they don't have anything yet no what's interesting is i know um i just upgraded i have a program called mathematica for math <laughs> It does other things, but the guy that uh, <laughs> the guy that's accompanied is Wolfram. He's on the SAB for Project Galileo, so they're probably going to. I'm assuming they're going to use his his program is very sophisticated, and uh, I think they're going to use. He's going to be the consultant for their computational analysis of UFO data, uh, which I thought was very cool. He's a good person to see on that. Uh, there was something in here that I thought. Okay, so they got to do. Uh, Develop processes and procedures to ensure that such incidents from each military department are reported and incorporated in a centralized repository. So it, this looks like Project Blue Book is just re- they're restarting yeah. Project Blue Book. Timely and consistent reporting. Uh, evaluate links between adversarial foreign governments and or non-state actors. Evaluate the threat. Coordinate with other departments. Coordinate with allies. Uh, annual report requirement. Um, each report, blah, blah, blah. Analyze the data intelligence received through reports. Uh, an, an analysis of data relating to UFOs collected through geospatial intelligence, signal intelligence, human intelligence, and measurement and signal intelligence. Report the, the number of reported incidents of UFOs over restricted airspace in the United States. Identify Identification of potential aerospace or other threats posed by UFOs to the national security of the United States. Assessment of any activity regarding UFOs that can be attributed to one or more adversarial foreign governments. Identification of any incident or patterns regarding UFOs that indicate a potential adversary foreign government may have achieved a breakthrough in aerospace capability. An update on the coordination by the United States with allies and partners to track, understand, and address UFOs. An update on any efforts underway on the ability to capture or exploit discovered UFOs. Ooh. Well, that's a good one. That's a great one. I'm going to remark that. Um, Assessment of any health-related effects for individuals that have encountered UFOs. Uh, the task force, the date, secretary, established office, subsection, blah, 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 shall terminate the, uh, no, later date, section, I don't know what this is, task force, not later, the secretary shall terminate, blah, 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 I don't know what that means. Oh, I think that's the, uh, the task force is the thing that, that was before this, so the task force is being terminated when this starts, and then definitions, oh. okay. That's about it. And then they say different committees that it has to report to. Armed Services, Foreign Affairs, Permanent Select on Intelligence, and the House of Representatives, Armed Services, uh, Foreign Relations, Select Committee on Intelligence, and the Senate, House and Senate Committees, paralleled. The term UFO means an airborne object witnessed by a pilot or aircrew member that are not immediately identifiable. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah, so Project Blue Book is up and running again as soon as the um, new defense act goes through defense funding i was wondering about well, that yeah yeah but, no, it's interesting because i've listened to that serial that i mean I don't know, this kind of ties into a little bit but yeah bird that bird doll thing i know you love that story um mm. where the guy you mean you the, know, guy, def- the guy the guy that or whatever he was doing oh, god <laughs> i don't want to go i don't want to go Debbie, back. I don't, want to go back. I don't want to go back. I love you. I want to Deb stay in Afghanistan. What? Yeah. She got about halfway through that. She shit canned it. She's like, I can't listen to it anymore. Yeah. But what came out of it, I'm listening to it. Yeah. And what came out of it is that all the different government agencies don't really talk to each other when it comes to just about anything. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. I believe so. That. Yeah. I'm yeah. hoping that the new um, thing that just came out. Uh, you were discussing is going to help tie everyone together a little bit better. I know it won't be perfect, but it, it's a, um, it's a start. It's it looks, yeah, at least it's, it's a step in the right direction as to you know 
where are we, you know, so we've got this agency and it's like, so are we going into, cause Wright Patterson is where I think everything is. <laughs> um, the, um, Oh, and the, are we going to be in the Roswell ahead. book? They actually mention a base in Florida or an airfield where some of the, the stuff was supposedly taken. And that, I, that reminded me of the, um, Jackie Gleason story with the Nixon, Jackie Gleason story. Yeah. So oh, anyway, yeah. so yeah, you can, it's the whole, this is the thing that just drives me crazy. It's like, you start reading this stuff and it's like, Oh, you you feel like starting to like little strings and, you know, do the weird yeah. chart thing. Like you see, it's just like, it's out of control. It's just so much. Yeah. It's, stuff. Re- it's yeah. from everywhere. Yeah. You know, the yeah. information is from everywhere. It's, it seems that they can't tie everything together to get an answer for this. Yeah. But I mean, really the, the bottom line is we don't have the technology to properly do any, because I say, why don't they just track? I mean, they got radar everywhere. Why can't they just track this thing? Well, this, and, this, uh, you know, this may, this may lead to that since they're saying to, uh, I mean, uh, section 1652, of the new, uh, defense authorization act, 1652, Section C, <laughs> subsection two, sub subsection B, uh, analyze data related to geospatial signals, human and measurements of signal intelligence. So they they may actually this may get people to sort of like look to recalibrate this information to stop ignoring sort of these anomalies, and they'll start cataloging the anomalies. So the really, what what are we trying to do? I mean, if it's you and I doing this, we're like, okay, well, where did it come from, and where's it going? And then, cap- and, and then, you, you know, and then capture it. Yeah, sure. shoot it down. Then, no, so hey, whatever it takes, we, whatever it takes. You know, there. I mean, I really kind of feel, and as I read through chapter fourteen, uh-huh. um, they had one sighting in the U.S. where the thing was 50 they calculated it and these things and their calculations were it is the 50s they they calculated it to be 50 feet in diameter which you we've all been on i kind of gauge it by boats i've had an 18 foot boat you Uh know i've had i haven't had a 50 foot boat but i mean i can been on things that are about 50 feet long i'm like okay that thing could be manned or i don't know if a little green man's doing it but then they said or, or i should say gray and then little gray man, yes, little gray men, and then are and then this thing breaks into three pieces. I'm like, okay, so fifty feet divided by three. I don't think this thing's got well, unless it's the real sport model of UFOs or UAPs, and um, and then it broke into three pieces, and then sped didn't break, but it separated. I should say into three pieces, and then sped off, and. It's weird because, okay, well, that's pretty, I would think, not manned. It's a drone, seems like it's a drone. And like you had stated mm-hmm. before, these things would be millions of years old. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just something that came from another universe because they were looking for life on another planet, kind of like we do. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, we haven't found the technology that's going to get us there fast enough in our lifetime, I don't think, to, yeah, but- to find. And we hadn't even had the concept of the type of technology that you could even conceptualize the ability to send a probe um, at sublight speeds, a self-replicating probe at sublight speeds as a a research tool. And and that's that's something that I'm sure other civilizations in the, the galaxy have done. So it's not... Yeah. Yeah. So it is this possibility. I mean, it's a probe. It can probably print... You know more probes and little green, little gray men, and and you know. <laughs> I mean, you but can... I mean, we're looking, we're really kind of looking at. I mean, everyone who is listening probably wants or is thinking that we're going to see some aliens, but the possibility exists that they're just probes and they're not manned. And, well, uh, you know, well, the the possibility that you think about the probe if it can uh, we can they're talking about now where they're printing organs using uh, these 3d printers to print you know on a matrix cells to create an organ so well this is our state of our technology now and it's very crude but you take this ahead you know five thousand years and you could probably print a person 
Um, And then you might even have the technology to be able to program it so that having a probe come into our solar system, it could set up a base uh, on the planet, under the oceans, on the, I mean, it'd probably be better on the planet because of the ability to get the raw materials. All it needs to do then is start building stuff. And it it could build, um, you know, it could basically... uh, if not print, it could just clone. You can have uh, cloning chambers, and and uh, you program the the creatures. And it's, I mean, that's there's the possibility. I think about it might be more effective to um, sort of grow a probe like an organic probe than right. to to um, so you could grow. Now, instead of having like the Mars Pathfinder or something like that, you just, you know, print a little person or grow a little person and then fabricate ships for it. So that might be a way that you actually colonize other places. You just send a probe, a small probe. It gets there and it just starts replicating and building things. That may be right. exactly what happened. So, um, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, the technology, we're, we're only at the point where we can start to, in the last century, where we can even conceptualize these type of technologies. Nobody thought that you could print, you know, organic material, living material into, you know, a, a functional structure. And AIs so, and, and computers and all this stuff. So we, we really can't get through the episode without talking about the SpaceX um, recreational flight. Oh, week. yeah. I haven't followed. I just followed it a little bit, but I was when I was sitting on the. It was funny. I'm sitting on the uh, uh, train. Where was I going? Uh, in Zurich, and I was heading to. Uh, I don't know where I was going. I might have been going to the airport, and an, an older person sat sort of like off off to one side of me, and they're reading the newspaper and they're reading an article on SpaceX. And then that person got off the train, and then another person got and sat in the same place and was reading the same article. Yeah. So yeah, it's, yeah, it's a big deal. It is pretty fascinating. I mean, I think I agree. I'm glad that they did it with you know they're putting money. You know, all these rich people. Well, not they're not all rich. The 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 uh, girl, one of the the girls that's up there is uh, she had cancer. When I don't know if you followed the story. I, a, I, I a haven't. Net, there is a great Netflix. Um, I'm, I'm going to watch it. I know. Run up to the to yeah. the shot. Yeah, and. She had cancer, and then she's working in the uh, medical uh, field now. Uh-huh. And um, she got on the. I mean, she's not rich, so I don't think you know. I don't know. And then they had the air force. Well, they had the guy that's kind of the captain did, did of they, the ship. Did they pay for this? These people pay for it, or are they? He is. I think he's throwing in money. The Musk is. He, or... this guy, he yeah. The guy is like developed. Oh God, what he developed. The um, something to do with the pay, you know, how you pay online or something. Oh, oh PayPal or something. Yeah, he's probably something like that. PayPal well, could have been PayPal. I mean, this I guy's loaded. Okay. So, so he... he probably, so they're trying to put 50, I don't know, I'm throwing this number out, 50 million into child um, illness research. Uh, oh, this. Oh, that's. So this is like a big fundraising type. Yeah. It's right, kind cool. of a big fundraiser, which is, I, I thought, Nice. Freaking awesome. Yeah. You're yeah. not just a bunch of rich people going up into space and, oh, you know, and, yeah. um, so I'm on, and my sister got, and she, I'll send you the, um, this, this, it launched from Kennedy near her, uh, house. Oh, okay. So she went out. So she went so she, she did, she I can't said, wait to go. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know if there's going to be any, because I'm there in October, but I don't know if there's going to be space shots. But she got some pictures of the, she got some pictures of the space shot, which was awesome. Nice. You I, know, I, I, I saw a, a shuttle, I think it was a shuttle launch? I don't know what it was. It no, might really? It might have been one, of, I, I don't know when they got rid of the shuttle. There was some sort of launch. I was at Disney World. And there was a launch from Kennedy, and you could actually see it from Disney World, which is the middle of the state, and you could see the rocket, you know, going up. How loud? How loud was it? You couldn't you hear, hear it? it. You couldn't hear it, but you could I see it because it, it's like you're. I was going to a Lego store with the kid, and and you know, buying Legos. And, <laughs> Lego store, baby. Yeah, and then um, oh, yeah, this was a while ago, and then he, um, and then it's like you stepped outside, and everybody stopped, 
and was looking at the sky. And, and that's just weird when you walk out and nobody's walking. Because everybody stopped and is looking. You look up yeah. and you could see this rocket going up. Um, I seem to remember it might have been the shuttle, but I, I'm, I'm not 100. I don't know when they stopped the shuttle, so I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, but yeah it's, was, it's uh, awesome. Yeah. yeah, it's awesome. And that was 90 miles away. So that's incredible. And, and you could see it. So your sister's right there. Yeah, she's well, she's right across. There's a river down there, and she's, she's, she's right across she's, the river from Kennedy. Yeah, I she mean, can probably she can hear it when it takes off. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah, it's pretty phenomenal. I mean, as I said, you are so I mean, you're in my dream spot right yeah. there. Yeah, nice. Yeah, you know, doesn't get really cold. <laughs> I don't <laughs> really like it. I don't really well, it's kind of like your your it, it gets it doesn't get, really it, get free. It gets cold. Exactly. It gets a little cold here. Not that cold. I like California. I mean, it's not really, I don't want to whine about it. California is not really, <laughs> we don't really get freezing weather like we do in Minnesota. No, no, <laughs> it's it's not anything like that. You just have fires and no water. We have fires, yeah. Yeah, they're about 80% contained up in Tahoe now. So oh, good. we're good. getting down <laughs> to the point where, you know, um, it kind of begs the question: What did what happened way back in the day when fire when fires broke out? Yeah, I, I know we're trying I, to I, save I, people's houses and things. Well, you know, I why didn't the whole planet burn up? <laughs> I, I don't know. It's I don't know. It's it's global warming. It it's global warming. I don't know. I mean, I, it's it's uh, th- things. Have How did it stop without helicopters and seven forty seven Oh, we. I don't remember. I don't remember these problems when we grew up there. So there was well, they, there was the Oakland fire that was a big deal. Oh, the Oakland fire was oh, just ugly. Yeah, but that was and that was like city, you yeah. know. Yeah, but it was up in the hills, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. lakeside, lakeshore, yeah, up that way. I um um, yeah. I went up there and I can't remember. I think her house. There was a a girl I was dating. Uh, lived in that area. I think their house survived because I just went up to look. I wasn't seeing her anymore at the time, but I went up and saw the, the look. I think her parent house survived. So, yeah, it's. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 the drought is really bad. So it's dry. Everything's yeah. everything's tender. They said, "Oh, we're going to have some rain today." They're talking about today getting rain. Uh, we got like a. <laughs> And they're all excited, you know. Oh. Here's the measures of rain. It's like point oh. Here's what we're expecting this week. This point uh, like zero. Middle, middle of the night tonight. Point oh four inches. And they're all excited. They said, "Well, it's going to be up in the foot. It's really the most of the rain's going to be up in the foothills, and that's where we really need it." There's here's our estimate, and it's point three five inches. <laughs> oh, you guys realize how non. <laughs> <laughs> that's like that's like fog. Uh, <laughs> That's like fog. It's like a fog leaves. Sometimes I just hate the news the way they report things. Oh no, they they they're, it's it's people I don't know what's going on. I I just think our education system has has failed. I just failed us. <laughs> it's just completely failed us top to bottom in the US. I mean, I was talking with I, we're getting way off topic here. I'm I'm talking yeah. about the edu- talking with um my friend in Switzerland about the education system there. We're we're gone as I mean, the only reason our universities are competitive anymore is because we bring in so many people from other countries where they get an education. Yeah. And um, otherwise, and, and that's a horrible thing to say, and it's not true, I'm sure. But it's just hearing about the education system and how it worked in, in another country. It's just like, and then you look at what the mess it is here. Um, and it is a mess. Oh, no, I don't absolutely. Know. Yeah. I just, it's just like, come on. And there's no reason for this. Absolutely no reason. It's just madness. Madness. So it's we really, madness. Yes, we really got off topic here. Yes, uh, we did. So, but chapter fourteen. We got <laughs> chapter fourteen. I mean, it's more of the same. Where, well, um, at this point, but you know, they are making some headway um, with Blue Book. Talking to the microphone here. Yes. Um, yes, I can hear you. But they're. Uh, you know they're digesting the data. They're they're getting a lot more interest in other government. They're tying in more uh, interest in other government agencies to report the phenomenon from around the United States. And um, they're talking to um, 
at least in this episode, the Orient, or I should say Asia. Um, oh, they talked China. about the, the Japanese incident. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which I was so, but a lot of this is you know we send up the F ninety fours and they run away. Yeah, and then we with yeah. the F ninety four turns around and it chases it and then. Yeah, like we're seeing with, a, with the Tic Tac and all the craziness yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah it's exactly the same as what's yeah. going on right yeah. now. And um, we're kind of hoping that at some point we're going to, you know, be able, I mean, we're just kind of hoping in our lifetime we're going to be able to figure out what these things are. Are they just drones? And uh, the ones that, or do, do we have any, <laughs> you know, or do they just, are they, they just can't be caught or shot down? We oh, they're know. they're all from the uh, the middle from the Hollow Earth. They are, yeah. Yes. They're here. They were yes, here. They're, from yeah, the, they're, they're here with the um, with the dinosaurs. Check out Iron Sky. They made two movies. The second one, I think, is is a little over the top too. Uh, one of the things about Chapter Fourteen is they talked about Operation Mainbrace, which was a huge, like NATO thing, and it was a it was a demonstration of might against like the Soviet Union or something. And apparently there was, uh, I, I found these, I was looking for these photos, but there was like, they had a lot of uh, reporters and the reporters shot apparently some pretty good UFO pictures. And um, this was a big exercise. And I think it was from, uh, they, I think the RAF chased some of these UFOs and stuff, but this Operation Main Brace and some UFOs that were flying around this carrier group uh, got the UK and the ROF, RAF interested in UFOs, and I think that's the that's the big thing, and uh, that was the beginning of the British UFO Blue Book equivalent. And I was looking for, I found a while ago. I looked it up. I couldn't find him this morning when I was looking online, and the internet has gotten worse to find things, and it's um, a lot worse. And there are there are pictures that they took during Operation Mainbrace or. Um, they called it something else on Wikipedia. But supposedly they were good photos of, of some UAP UFO that was flying around a carrier group during this huge naval exercise to intimidate the Soviet Union. So, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. And that was mentioned in, the, in this chapter, which we've <laughs> pretty much... Oh, that's it. That's yeah. my, no that's well, my that notes. That's my notes. That's, your, that's, that's my notes. That's my notes on the yeah. chapter. yeah. Other other than like you said the, the there was a Japan thing which we'll talk about next time, and the radiation cool. story I think is really interesting. Um, Good. So I didn't talk about the uh, weird UFO guy that started a church in Switzerland, but I'll talk about that next time. Um, cool. Yeah, I didn't want to talk to him. I wanted to talk to Van Danik and Eric. Eric, yeah. ch check your email. <laughs> check your email. Check it, Eric. Check it, Eric. So anyway. All right, you about ready to wrap it up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Pro Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, or requests to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook at alienprobe.net, Twitter at alienprobepod, YouTube, thank you very much. We have 38,000 listens, no views, because, you know, we're uh, not doing views right now, but we will in the future. Um, thanks to our senior producer, Robert Ethy. Thank you, Dr. Bill, for joining us again. Yes. Thanks so much to the show. And yes. we will see you next time. Thanks. Bye-bye. <laughs> Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry. Yeah, talking about Dirty Harry, the movie, movie review for Dirty Harry. Dirty Harry, watching um, movies in a small town. God, that was our small little town with our little movie theater. So, speaking of movies, have you seen the one with Hugh Jackman where he's got that machine that? Just, I'm sorry, I don't just, know that we're, just come it's out. Got a machine? Yeah, it's. I, we just watched it last weekend. Was it good? Um, yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was different. I'll, I che mean, I'll, I'll check it out. Like I saw it. it. It takes place in the future where everything's <laughs> flooded. I mean, not. You know, there's the water has come up because, of course, of global warming. Yeah, I'm tired. And, uh, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of the <laughs> apocalypse. We've been living the in the world. Yeah, we've been living in the apocalypse since 1980. They've been telling us where yeah. the apocalypse is around the corner. And, and well, it's the pandemic that my state's on fire. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you're living in the apocalypse. You know, I am in the apocalypse. Yeah, 
Yeah. All right, ready to wrap it up? Wrap it up. Anything else goes wrong? Uh, yep. Thanks yeah. for listening to the latest episode of the Alien Pro Podcast. We welcome comments, questions, or requests to alienprobepodcast at gmail.com. Visit us on Facebook at alienprobe.net, Twitter at alienprobepod. See us, I actually listen to us on YouTube, and thank you very much. We've just exceeded 35,000 listens. Thank you. We appreciate it. Um, keep subscribing. Um, you'll get notified. Eventually, we'll do some uh, we'll do some uh, video also. So um, keep tuning in. Thanks to our senior. Thanks very much uh, to our uh, editing and uh, recording to uh, Doctor Bill. Yeah. <laughs> and thanks to our senior producer Robert Anthony. We'll see you next time. Thanks. All right.